today we're going to talk about things that you need to know before launching your fashion brand. And it's actually a list of things that we also wished we knew before we launched our two own brands. Welcome to the Apparel Entrepreneurship Podcast. We are your hosts, Anna and Klaus Christensen, founders of Apparel Entrepreneurship, your go-to source for running and growing a successful, meaningful apparel brand. Each episode will give you hands-on tactics and practical strategies about everything apparel entrepreneurship. You'll also hear inspiring conversation with apparel industry experts and entrepreneurs about their tips and journeys in this fast-paced industry. Hello and welcome to the 59th episode of the Apparel Entrepreneurship Podcast. We are Klaus and Anna and today we're going to talk about things that you need to know before launching your fashion brand. And it's actually a list of things that we also wished we knew before we launched our two own brands. Over the past three years, the fashion industry has grown with 21%. So there are huge opportunities. This is a $3 trillion industry. It's huge. But the sad facts are that 90% of startups actually fail. And under 50% of businesses make it to the fifth year. And 82% of businesses that fail do so because of cash flow problems. Uh, when we launched our own brand in 2009, there was no place that had all the information that we wanted to to know about how to start. Uh, there were no podcasts, there were no master classes or webinars or courses or memberships. There was nothing like that. We were working in the industry, so that was how we got all the information that we needed. We talked to people, we called people, we talked to other brand owners. And also I'd gone to Parsons, but Parsons was great if you like if you want to work in the fashion industry, but it did not prepare me or ourselves for running an apparel business. And this is the thing, it's for running a business, which includes knowing the numbers, which includes knowing how to sell, how to market, all that. It was great for design and conceptualizing and materials and all that, but not how to run a profitable and successful business. So that's why we want you to know the hard truths. And this is not a list to get you demotivated or to get you question that is this the right thing to do? Do I still want to launch my brand? This is a list to actually make you better prepared for when you launch. We want you to know what's happening. We want you to know the things that we didn't know. So let's dive in. And before we continue, we can mention that this week, the students of our six-week accelerator are graduating. Yes! So fast! The six-week campus, so fast. And we've also decided that we're going to have another accelerator this year before the year is over. And that's going to start October 19th. And the tickets are going to be released October 12th. You can go to our website and sign up to your wait list. It's apparelentrepreneurship.com and you just click on courses and it will take you there. If you're on the wait list, there may or may not be an early bird offer you don't want to miss. And actually, there's more people on the wait list at the moment than the 50 seats available. So just, just we're just mentioning it. <laughs> so back to today's topic. First of all, what you need to realize is that it typically takes much longer time than you think to start up and launch a clothing brand. 
And it does that because there's so many moving parts in this, uh, in starting a brand. First of all, it's like the branding thing and the logo and the registering, and then you're getting into design. So what designs and what collection should you start with? And then you're getting into materials and, oh, what are materials about? What do I want? Where do I find them? And then it's all this manufacturers. Okay, where should I find them? Should I go local or abroad or, oh my God, where do I even find them? And are they a good match? And then, oh, how should I sell my products? How do I get the traffic to my website? It's so complex. And if you have not done this, so you have systems in place, and so you have procedures in place, and so you actually know what to do in each and every single step, then of course, it's going to take much longer time than you think. And just be okay with that. Because it's, of course, if if you're starting your own brand, you're looking at this for the long term. For you want this to to grow, you want it to to you want it to run it for many years to come. So there's actually no rush. Of course, you should keep momentum. Like even with our six week accelerator, our students are like, "This is so great because you're here, you're motivating me. You have I have accountability, so you're like you're keeping pace, which is good. But at the same time, you have to be okay with that. It will take longer than you might think. And for larger established brands, it's not uncommon that they start the product development one and a half, even two years ahead yeah. of time for just a new collection. Mm-hmm. So this is since there are the lead times with the sourcing, getting fabrics and manufacturing and all those parts involved. And this also makes it important when you run a brand to know what parts to focus on since the lead times are so long. So if you focus on the wrong things at the wrong time, it's going to take you even longer time. And this leads us to the second thing that you need to to know. And that is that you need to have a really good understanding of the entire process and the timeline before you start. Because if you don't know what's involved from idea to product launch then of course you don't know how to pace it you don't know how to what you need to focus on you don't know how to prioritize things and so you'll be confused you'll be stressed out and you might do things in the wrong way and then of course it's going to take you way longer maybe manufacturers are going to be upset with you because you don't you come unprepared or maybe your designer he's or she's going to be really frustrated because you're not giving this person enough information because you haven't actually decided because you don't know the things that you need to decide before you talk to them. So that's why you ha- need to have an understanding of all the parts. And that's why we created our six-step process. It's really frustrating when you come to a point, maybe you just want to order some fabric and then you notice, that, wow, that's going to take you two months to get it. So you, you want to yeah. start it at the right time so you don't have to wait even longer than you had expected. And our third point is that Many people underestimate the product development and the time it takes to product develop. And they get frustrated. Oh, I didn't realize I needed five prototypes. 
they think that oh all of a sudden i'm going to send the manufacturer my my you know tech packs and designs and think that the first prototype that comes back that's going to be the best and that's that's the product that they go to market with yeah. it's not how it happens and you you've been working in the apparel industry for 20 years as a designer how many times have you seen a perfect first prototype i probably worked on thousands and thousands of product it's not happened once not once in my 20 year career have i received a perfect first prototype so just know this this is the process your prototypes comes back you need to fit you need to comment you need to look at it and then you need to make changes and this is this will take time. It will take time for you to to change and tweak and make sure it's the right product. But again, it's not going to happen on the first on the first time. And most brands, they're not in the same place as the manufacturer for example. So it's going to take time just to send the samples back and forth by shipping it and so this adds up the time since you might have as Anna said let's say five samples and every time you have to look at them and comment them and fit them mm-hmm. and then send the comments back and ship them there and they have to have the time to do their things on their end and correct them and then back yeah. and forth so that's why it takes time and just know that and it's okay <laughs> okay next point you need to know is how difficult it is to compete on price and to make a profit on that. Many, many people that join our community, that are in our membership, that we coach one-on-one, they're like, I want to compete with Nike. I want to become the next Nike. I want to be the next H&M, but in this niche. It's like, dude, it's impossible (laughs) because you can never, ever, ever compete with the big brands and think you're gonna make a profit on their product because what the big brands have they have volumes and they've negotiated with both their their manufacturers and their fabric suppliers and material suppliers and they have really good deals because they've got the volume which is something you will not have from the start so please just take that out of your head you will not be able to compete in a low price and also when you're like oh i want to create this great brand that has great value for very little money it, unless you're planning to run a nonprofit business for many years, that's just, I'm going to just say it, that's just plain stupid. Uh, let's say you have great investors, huge banking, money, a lot of people that want to pour money in your business, then that's fine because then obviously this is your, your, your plan to not earn any money for a long period of time and then potentially earn. But if you're a fairly small startup, and you want to make sure that this is not just a hobby, that you're making a profit that comes back into your business, that you that and then take those money to grow your brand, then starting out to compete on price with other existing bigger brands, that's just not a good plan. I mean, they have the volume, as Anna said, but also the long-term relationships. So the manufacturers know that they get repeat orders over and over again. They have gotten them before, and they're going to keep getting these large orders. That's all included in their negotiations for the price that they get. 
Okay, I got a bit fired up there. Okay, let's move on to the next next point. You need to learn how to be overly communicative in everything, every single touch point with whomever you are communicating with. You need to be extremely communicative. And then comes this, the ownership. You own, you're responsible for your communication. We mention this all the time in all our webinars. We've said this on this podcast before in our membership. Every time we say this, because so many of you send away something or send an email and then be like, yep, I sent it. Yep. Now it's their turn. Now the ball is in their ballpark. No. It's up to you to double check, to triple check, to follow up 5, 10, 50 times if it's needed to get the response you want. And then when you get the response, then you need to answer back and say, okay, copy that. Is this blah, 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 blah. And then you continue. So again, communication is key because they don't only have you as a communication person. They might have hundreds of other people they communicate with. So you're not, maybe you're not the the first thing they think about in the morning. Oh, I should answer this person. Uh-uh. They have a long to-do list. And ask for the information you need. They don't know what kind of information you're asking for. We've seen this so many times. Oh, I, I didn't get this information. Oh, what's happening right now? Well, have you asked? No. Okay, start by doing that. Contact them and reach out and see what's going on, what's happening in this stage, what can I expect, what, when is the next delivery, when am I going to hear back from you? It's, it's like everything in business or relationships. Communicate. And also, it's your responsibility. It's on your plate. It's your, this is something that you need to own. Nobody else. Okay, let's move into the next one, which is, it's not fun. Many designers, if you're a designer and you want to start your own brand, you think this is going to be huge and a huge portion of your time, but it's not. So the next point is that design is a very, very very little portion of what you spend your time doing in running your business. It might be disappointing for you because you might see you're visualizing yourself like Karl Lagerfeld sitting with a cat on the desk with hundreds of magazines on the desk, sketching every day, beautiful illustrations, fantastic drinking coffee. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. That's not, that's not the reality. The reality is you'll be wearing 50 different hats during one day. Your to-do list is going to be endless. And the design portion is going to be minuscule. <laughs> so. Yeah, you have to focus a lot on the administration part, making sure you actually, as we mentioned, so many run out of business because they're not managing their cash flow. So you have to be top of, of your money, on your business, on your finances. And then also you need to reach out. Marketing is going to be a big part of your brand. The branding part and then marketing and sales to actually sell those products you have. And as we mentioned again, the product development cycles, they're long and it's problem solving every day. You have to handle new things. You get a message in the morning that you didn't expect the day before. So you have to handle that. And you can't sit and design that day either. Mm -mm. Sorry to disappoint you if you had other visions regarding design. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Another very important thing that you need to know is that the industry is moving crazy fast. 
And with COVID and the pandemic and what's happening in the world right now, shit is going down. Which means, again, what you might have planned six months ago, that might be obsolete. You might not be able to continue doing that. Which means if you're not pivoting, if you're not having direct communication with your customers, if you're not looking for new opportunities, for new ways, and for new ideas on how to continue growing your business, attracting new customers and selling more products, you're going to be stuck in the same place and you're going to go bankrupt. So pivoting and being on top of things and just looking at what's happening in the world and what new opportunities and being open for trying them, this is going to be crucial for your growth. And we get questions weekly about how you attract the customers. And here it's a crucial part is that you attract the customers before you even launch. You can't wait and you sit and work on your product development and your store and everything. And then when it's ready, then you start to market your brand and try to sell. You need to build the momentum before you have the products ready. And of course, you need to do that. You need to because when your product is ready, you want thousands of people to be excited and to just, you know, get go to your web shop the first hour you open and you want them to place an order. It's not like you launch and then all of a sudden, cuckoo, world, here's my product. Uh, anybody interested? That's not how it works. If you're doing that, we've had so many, again, one-on-one coaching clients coming to us saying, oh, I launched, I've been, I've had my business up for three months. My website, everything is is up and, and ready to go, but no one's coming to my website. No one's buying. What should I do? And they're like in panic mode. Well, of course, because nobody knows you even exist. They don't know that they love your story and your values and they don't know why they should get the stuff. So build your following before, way before you launch your product. This is not only for online. I remember with our first brand when we approached one of these bigger stores in our city where we're going to sell the brand. And this shop was really interested in, in getting our stuff, but they just told us bluntly, well, we'll get it when you have built up the demand. When people come in and start asking for your type or your specific product, that's when we're going to bring them in. And another thing you need to know is just because you want to start a D2C brand, it won't make it easier to sell your products. D2C, that's direct to consumer. Yes, it's so easy. And we've seen many times when brands spend a lot of time creating their website and their products and they launch it and then nobody's buying. You need loads of traffic and then you need to convert them into buyers. You still need a lot of effort and resources to pull off the marketing and the sales part to actually sell online. It's really important that you know how to attract the traffic. It's a huge opportunity and potential to sell online. And you need to know how to drive the traffic. And of course, it's not enough getting the traffic. You need to sell and convert them into actual buyers. So this is the reason why we have created the How to Grow Your Fashion Brand Online course. It's a four-hour do-it-yourself course where we go into detail of how to get in traffic, attracting customers to your website, and then converting them, and then how to create an action plan. You can check it out on our website as well. And we touched on this earlier in this episode. You really need to be on top of the numbers and calculate everything 
from the start. Don't leave it to chance. Make sure you have the right margin so you can make a profit and continue to grow and expand your brand and actually have a sustainable business. And we have a rule of thumb uh, that we always recommend is maybe you've created a budget for your startup. If you take that amount times three, then it's going to be a bit more accurate. It can take more, it, it can cost more than you think. So just make sure that you do have the margins on your, on your side. And also in the beginning, it's crucial that you bootstrap and that you spend the money on the things that matter instead of things that actually people don't care about until you have a perfect market match with your product think and focus on your product first make sure you nail that get the customer attraction going and then when you have nailed your market match you know the customer loves your story and loves the product that's when you can expand that's when you can spend more money on other things until then focus on creating a perfect perfect product and I worked for several years with e-commerce. And trust me, as a startup, you do not need to spend $80,000 on your website. Unfortunately, we've seen that, but you do not need to do that. So spend it in the right areas and make sure you actually make a profit. Don't, even if you have funding, just, it doesn't take a skilled entrepreneur to spend the money. You have to invest them wisely so you get some return from it. So let's recap the important points that we want you to know before you launch your fashion brand. First of all, it takes much longer time than you probably think to start a fashion brand. Then it's really good to have a good understanding of the entire process, not just one small part. Don't underestimate the product development. It's about problem solving. It takes time. And then don't compete on price when you're starting out. In everything in your business, be overly communicative and own all responsibility when it comes to communicating. Remember that design is only a small part of what you do in your business. There's so much else to focus on as well and will, that will take time. Then be willing and ready to pivot at any time. The fashion industry is moving so fast. Attract customers before you launch. Don't wait until you're ready to launch. And when you start a DTC brand, you really need to put in time and effort and work on your traffic and conversions. And then the most important part of it all is you have to be on top of the numbers and calculate everything from day one. Guys, this was not meant to scare you away. <laughs> the opposite. The point with this episode is to prepare you and to tell you the truth so you know what's coming. That's it. So you know what to expect. We don't want to talk about all the unicorns and the rainbows, but we want to let you understand what's ahead of you so you can properly prepare. And we have also designed a set of questions to ask yourself. That's the questions that our students in the six-week accelerator are answering before they dive in. And also, that's the reason why we're called Apparel Entrepreneurship, because it's, you know, entrepreneurship. It's not just design. It's not just manufacturing. It's not just marketing. It's all aspects. And this is what you need to stay on top. You need to understand and know everything that's involved in starting and running a brand. And no, 
actually, this is not for everybody. Some people might want to be super comfortable. They want their nine to five, but then they don't get to reap the benefits from running their own brand. They don't get to have creative freedom. They don't get to, you know, work on their way and have freedom to do, spend their day on what they love working on. But you do when you start your own brand. So building your business, it doesn't have to be stressful or complicated. It does not have to be hard. That's why it's good now that you know the truth and you know what to expect. So that's it for today. Yes. And you know what to do when you listen to our episodes. If you find them inspiring and motivating and valuable, please take a selfie when you listen to it. Hashtag us at Apparel Entrepreneurship. And yeah, Put it on Insta so we can give you a shout out. And also some more people can find out about the podcast and hopefully it helps them too. So have a safe and great day and week. And take care until next time. Ciao. Bye.